Welcome to Southern Sisters Radio, the show for Southern women and the men who adore them. Join us as we celebrate life from a Southern point of view. Now, here's your host, Jenny Earhart. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Southern Sisters Radio program. We are so happy that you're joining us for this hour. You know, if you live in the South, that means one of two things. You are either a Southern woman or you are a a, a man who adores one. Yes. There are no other options. (laughs) Even if you weren't born here and you just moved here. No. It's okay. We yeah. embrace you. Mm-hmm. Welcome Absolutely. to the club. Yeah. I met a woman this recently that moved from Ohio about six years ago. She said, y'all. Yep. I said, I guess I'm go. guessing you didn't learn that up in Ohio. She's my, like, no. My California-born fiance says y'all, too. Does she really? Yes, yes. She's a true Southern <laughs> sister, too. That's what, hey, Rebecca. <laughs> no, I love that because that's the neat thing about the South. We are very embracing people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? All are welcome. Right? Absolutely. It's a southern it's a it's a southern sanctuary. Especially around the dinner table. <laughs> All are welcome. All are welcome, mm-hmm. right? That's sort of the theme of that's the theme of my first book. You know, <laughs> Sunday in the South, it's yep. all about just uh, bringing the family back to the table and I called it the lost art of Sunday dinner because a lot of families don't do that Very anymore. True. Very you know what true. I'm saying? They do the drive-through for Sunday dinner. <laughs> It's sad but true. Yeah, yep. it's better than nothing. You know, at least hopefully you're sitting down together as a family, you know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we are so glad that you're here. It is fall in the South. Mm-hmm. You know, and the funny thing about the fall uh, Southern weather is, you know, it can be one thing one day and one thing the next. You know, it goes from cold to hot to cold to hot before it finally stays cold for a little while. But this time of year, I start thinking about uh, recipes, dishes, and things that I like to make in the fall that are kind of unique to the season. And I was working on a, a recipe that I was developing this past week um, for harvest cookies. Harvest cookies. And I had a couple. I was making a lot of notes and doing different combinations of ingredients. And you know what I came to realize, Nick? Hmm. Um, my favorite cookie above all else is my chocolate chip cookie recipe. Yes. It's a, just a basic, wholesome, good chocolate chip cookie recipe. All I really needed to do to make a harvest cookie out of that chocolate chip cookie was just add some, well, some just some unique ingredients, uh, <laughs> like some toasted walnuts, Ooh. right? I This past week, I threw in some dried cherries, some yeah. toasted walnuts, and guess what I did? I put in about a tablespoon of pumpkin pie spice. Oh, that's... I know, right? Nice. So you had the little pumpkin, the little chocolate, the toasted nuts, which give it that... that well, nutty flavor. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. A toasty, nutty flavor, right? Ooh. That and the dried cherries gave it that little extra bit of tart sweetness. You just got a lot going on in that's a cookie perfect. like that. You know what that's I'm saying? Per- that's the one thing I do have to say, though. You know, the fall, we're kind of used to that down right? here in the South. It's having a whole lot of everything yeah. in the fall. Exactly. Because you still got some of the, maybe a, couple, a little bit of the lighter touches and flavors. Right. Because it's not, like you said, not completely cold yet. Not yet. But we're definitely getting towards hot cocoa season. So it's we true. want that warmer, heavier kind of, exactly. like you said, that toasted nut yeah. kind of flavor. Kind of, mm, you know, stick yeah. to your ribs, kind of fill you up kind of flavors. Exactly. Um, and you know what else you could do? You could take just your favorite cookie recipe. That's, that's what I've determined, my new harvest cookie cookie recipe is just basically whatever your favorite cookie recipe is and just chalk it up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Stuff it full of like uh, walnuts. I'll got to tell you what, I've got a great snickerdoodle recipe that I love. Mm. I've got a great sugar cookie recipe that I love, even peanut butter cookies. And you could just throw in some extra things. You know what I'm saying? Perfect. Throw in some toasted nuts, maybe some dried fruit. Another great concept is some of that toasted, um, toasted coconut. Just gives oh, it that little bit of a yeah. nutty flavor. You know what I'm saying? And then, like with the snickerdoodles or the sugar cookies, a tablespoon of pumpkin spice, uh, pumpkin pie spice, perfect, right? You just elevated your plain old ordinary sugar <laughs> cookie to a, you know, an autumn something something. Yes, absolutely. Something special. Anyway. <laughs> you know, I was thinking this week a little bit about um, 
we've had some 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 events in the news lately, you yes. know, some tragic events in the news. And I, I think that if you're like me and you're walking around in this world, um, you're it's sooner or later you're going to think to yourself, gee, you know, am I in a safe place? What can I do to, to make myself safe? And, you know, one place that we all want to feel safe is our home. Yes. You know, absolutely. I, I was telling Nick a little story before the show started about how I was at home last night and um, I had one of my helpers was over uh, working on some Southern Sisters projects and our my dog Dixie started growling and barking at the window, which kind of freaked out my friend oh, yeah. because it was dark. We couldn't see, you know, how, you know, how when you have the lights on in the house and you can't see out the window yep. very well. And she she said, that's kind of freaking me out. I found out later it was a deer. Yeah, uh, yeah, because yeah. Dixie and I went out and we had a little up close and personal encounter with a deer in my backyard. <laughs> um, but that's beside the point. She was she was a little alarmed because we thought something was outside. It was right. a little spooky, scary. You know, if you're thinking about your home and protecting your home, have you ever thought of getting advice from an actual burglar? Oh, it's not a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Did a little research this week. It turns out that uh, one of the best ways to get information about how to burglar-proof your home is from people who have actually committed crimes. <laughs> yeah, how about That's that? straight from the horse's <laughs> mouth, right? So guess what, guys? We're going to be back in just a couple of minutes, and I have got advice for you, yes, indeed, from a burglar. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Southern Sisters program. Yeah, that's my burglar music. It's kind of scary, isn't it? Right? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. That fits the mold. Yeah. Ooh. Got a scary ooh. burglar here on the TV. Very, very scary. <laughs> if you want to see our if you want to see our special burglar on our on our TV screen, folks, go to Southern Sisters with Jenny Earhart. You can check out this show as we Facebook Live it. Mm-hmm. Well, we're Facebook Living it now. It'll just be a video later. Yeah, it stays up as a video. And it you can still go there. on there and comment as you watch. We I can read see the comments. I yes. do. <laughs> I do. And I don't get my feelings hurt, usually. <laughs> I might cry a little if you say those, something. Those we too don't critical. reply to comment. We send you a direct message. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Ooh, that sounds so serious. You get the DM. Yeah. You don't want a DM from me or Nick. Let me tell you. <laughs> no. Well, guys, secrets of a convicted home burglar. Yes, mm. indeed. A series of home convicted right home burglars were interviewed, and they were asked for suggestions. Uh, you know, like if you uh, if you could give advice to your mother about how to burglar-proof her house and prevent a break-in, what would you say? And so we have a list here, guys, nine different things that you can do to burglar-proof your house. Some of them are kind of common sense, and one or two were, uh, you know, kind of, I was like, hmm, I hadn't thought of that one. You ready? One thing you can do is, and this is kind of obvious, when you're going out of town, have a neighbor collect the mail for you because a full mailbox tells a burglar that you're not home. Mm. And don't think that they're not going to open the mailbox and look in. They will. Yes. And a lot of times people don't even don't even think about that. Uh, but if I'm expecting a package or a delivery, you know, let's say you got an Amazon package coming, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to be out of town the next day. Uh, I got a great relationship with my neighbor next door. We look out for each other and, you know, she picks up my packages and I'll pick up hers. There you go. I think that's uh, right? one of the big parts is definitely making sure you have a relationship with your neighbors. No, your neighbors. Keep an eye out on things. Absolutely. And get your mail and packages for you. No for question, sure. right? And especially just old school, if you have a newspaper delivered or something. Yeah. When you know, somebody drives by and sees two or three newspapers stacked yeah. up in the driveway, yeah. they know. You might as well have a sign there. on the front door that says break in. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. You're, you're, given, you're given a message. Also, no car in the driveway signals that nobody is home. It's often a good idea to maybe leave one car outside, mm. especially if you're going away. Yes. Maybe park your extra car outside. Yes. I, I don't have that problem because we got multiple grown children that come and go constantly. <laughs> so there's always somebody, somebody in my driveway. So anyway, that's a good thing. Don't advertise that you're not home. Look at your house the way a burglar would look at the house, right? 
Now, do you think burglars only strike at night? Well, think again. Mm-hmm. They often target homes in the morning after 8 a.m. when people leave for work or school. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, there's not a lot of people around. The good news is most burglars don't want to encounter a person. Right. You know what I'm saying? Very true. You know, not they're not all, you know, crazed axe murderers, thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Although after watching all those Halloween movies that I watched last week, right. you would start to think <laughs> that. But um, yeah, so th- think about that a little bit, guys. You want to you want to be aware of the fact that uh, it's it's the daytime, oftentimes when yeah. you're not there, uh, that is more inviting to burglars. Now, criminals work so quickly that your alarm system may not deter all burglars. Okay, typically they know how much time they have to get in and out. Mm-hmm. So it's cer- certainly a great thing to have a uh, have a burglar alarm. I guess that would keep them from coming in and you know kicking off their shoes and watching TV for an hour. Correct. Right. <laughs> it limits right? their window, at least. <laughs> it increases the sense of urgency, right, right. to get in and out. <laughs> now, burglars who wear masks may not be scared away by home security cameras. Mm. Think of that. Okay, so if they're covering their face, then they don't really care if they get caught on camera, which may lead them to believe uh, that you have valuables inside. Okay? Uh... So sometimes, yes, burglar alarms are wonderful things, but, you know, burglar might say to himself, what are they trying to protect? I have actually, actually have heard that before. If you've got a security, yeah. exterior security cameras, right. put them in inconspicuous places where they're very hard to see. How about that? Especially from the front. Because that's, that's kind of, you're right, that's the thought process. Right? If you've got cameras, you've got something you're trying to right? hide or you don't want somebody to mess with. Well, you know, so. Interestingly, we've got one at the entrance to our neighborhood. Oh, Wow. Which is kind of cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That helps so out a lot. It's pointed in. So if anybody, everybody that drives into the neighborhood, we get a shot of the back of their car. Well, there you go. <laughs> Maybe that's right? something for folks to talk to your HOA about. It's a great idea. Be a good use for Huge. HOA funds. Don't you think? Right? <laughs> Worthwhile. Absolutely. Better than some of the things they spend money on. Very that's for sure. <laughs> now, lights aren't necessarily going to chase most burglars away. Remember that. Mm. Okay. So if he's, if he's got a mask on, once again, he's not really going to care. Right. Okay. Now, don't make it easy for the bad guys to get inside your house. Many criminals gain access without special tools. Simply getting in through unlocked doors or windows. Mm. We talked about that earlier, didn't we, Nick? Yes, we we did. Yeah. (laughs) Guys, you know, you could have the fanciest security system in the world, uh, but if you leave your front door unlocked. Not going to do you a lot of good. I'm sorry. We don't live in Mayberry anymore. Right. Those days, sadly, those days are gone. Yeah, sadly yeah. true. So make it a force of habit to lock the doors. Sometimes it's the obvious things and that es- we sometimes forget. Yes, and especially low windows, same thing. Make right. sure that your windows are always locked. I know that it's, it's right that time of year where yeah. we're getting it's like nice enough. You could maybe pop open the windows yep. and let the breeze in. Right. When you close them, make sure you lock, make sure you the lock, lock them back, back on. Absolutely. Abs- absolutely. No question about it. Um, neighborhood watch programs do work. Let me tell you, the last thing a burglar wants to confront is a nosy neighbor. That's a, yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Very <laughs> now, true. Say what you may about nosy neighbors, but those are likely the ones that are going to call the police if they see somebody breaking into your house. Yeah. Right? That's a good point. We got to look out for each other. Yes. We do that in our neighborhood. A lot of times we'll send messages back and forth. There was somebody that pulled a van into our neighborhood, I don't know, maybe four or five months ago and tapped into a couple of our neighbors' internet. Oh. Yeah. Got some personal information and hacked into somebody's bank account. Oh, Can you no. believe that? I think it was a no. It was a credit card account. Crazy. Yeah. Isn't that insane? Wow. So you see a car parked in your in your you know sometimes you think oh it's just a work truck. I know people think I'm crazy. I was pulling out today and there was a work truck that had just pulled in. And there was somebody sitting in the truck, just down from my house in the neighborhood, just sitting there, right. not really in front of anybody's house. So I pulled up next to him and I pulled out my cell phone and took a picture of his uh, license tag. <laughs> you know what? That's not crazy because how many times have we heard on the news of 
of you know oh well the, this electric right. it's not they don't work for you right. know the electrician guy yeah they, it's it's all fake they're coming to scope out your yeah. house they've got the truck with yeah. the label they just slap a label on the side of their of their yeah. uh, van right Could of their burglary van <laughs> now it either makes me crazy or very cool when somebody gets broken into and I say oh I've got a picture yes I mean that'd make me a hero. I will I say, and like you said, you know, the, the, this last point and the first one too about the neighbors is there's little Facebook pages. There, there's like an app called Next Door you can get. There's oh. all these little things that you should do. Try and get your neighbors involved because yeah. if you could say, "Hey, there was this strange van sitting outside. Here's a picture of it. Here's, Anybody yeah. know who this was?" And if everybody comes up and says, mm, "I don't know who that was," mm-hmm. then you have a reason to contact the authorities and go, "Listen, yeah. nobody in my neighborhood slash cul-de-sac knows who this person was. Right. They've been hanging out. What's going on?" Exactly. So well, definitely you know, stay in. It's touch. part of that whole. You see something, say something. Absolutely. Right? I totally agree with that. A barking dog, guys, is something else that may cause a potential burglar to think twice about targeting your home. Consider this as a highly effective deterrent. Some people say that's number one. Yeah. Right? Like you said, burglars don't want to run into people. They definitely don't want to run into an angry dog. No. No, and they don't know. (laughs) If If you think to yourself, oh, my dog would never hurt anybody. Yeah, but when they bark... You know, that burglar doesn't know that's true that your sweet little 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 Fido is really just a precious poodle and not a vicious, you know. <laughs> well, I, I, I was gonna say, say Rottweiler, but I don't want to offend any Rottweiler owners. Well, this, they, is, this is true though. I think a lot of people forget about the fact that your dog still knows that that home is their home yeah. and they'll defend it fiercely. They will. So if somebody comes crashing through a window, they might try and defend the house. Yeah. So At least give you some time to get your uh you know. Right. Get your uh, self-defense items. Self-defense, whatever that may be. (laughs) Get your shotgun. (laughs) In my case. No, I'm teasing. Anyway, guys, this is so great. I Just keep that in mind. We're going to post these tips on the website. You know, there's just so many different ways to keep your your home safe, uh, to protect yourself and your family, your children. Uh, It's important. So we're going to post those. You can go back and look at those later. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Southern Sisters Radio Program. Well, I guess you can tell from the song, it is Girls' Night In, <laughs> or Ladies' Night In, or Southern Sisters' Night In. Call it what you want. It involves cocktails. That's all you really need to know. <laughs> it's this time of year, guys. It gets kind of chilly outside, and, you know, if you want to have some girlfriends over, I love to do that every now and then, right? And I know we're all busy. We all have reasons why we don't have time to get together with our girlfriends, but, you know, this is a great thing to do. You can stay home. If you really want to make it easier on yourself, you can have... Each of your little girlfriends bring something. Yeah. You know? you know, you may have one or two that don't cook. You just tell them to bring the wine. There you go. Make it easy. Make it easy, <laughs> right? But if you feel like kind of whipping up a little something special for your girlfriends, I have got some awesome ideas for you. Let's just start with a cocktail, shall we? Because that's where every good ladies' night in starts with. Right. right? That's what it starts with. I have two options for you this week, okay? And listen, you don't have to wait for ladies' night. To do this, you can whip one up for yourself right. tonight. We'll just practice. Yeah, you could pra- <laughs> practice on your honey tonight. There you know you what go. I'm saying? Make something for him. So I've got my first option for you is a cinnamon toast cocktail. Okay, this is fall in a glass. All right, here's what you need. You need to add six ounces of hot apple cider to one and a quarter ounces of Captain Morgan original spiced rum. Oh yes, you add that to a glass that's rimmed with cinnamon sugar. It's simple. 
Oh. It is so wonderful. Wow. So amazing. What that I like to do good. is like like equal parts of sugar and cinnamon, kind of, kind of mix it up. Uh-huh. This is what you put on if you ever make cinnamon toast. That's yeah. what you use. But you, all you do is just uh, dab a little water around the rim of your glass, turn it upside down, and so, you know, stick it Perfect. in that cinnamon sugar. You can garnish with a cinnamon stick. Mm-mm-mm. And there you go. Quick and easy. Yeah. This Have a date best. with Captain Morgan. That sounds good. Mm-hmm. My second uh, sort of autumn ladies' night in cocktail is a Bailey's Caramel Apple Teeny. Now, we all like a good Apple Teeny. My husband, and he's a man's man, he likes an Apple Teeny. Oh, yeah. yeah, there's nothing, r- nothing wrong with it. Nope. What you're going to do for this is you're going to add one ounce of Bailey's Caramel Irish Cream and one half ounce of, wait for it, Smirnoff Green Apple flavored vodka. Now listen, it's worth buying a little bottle of this stuff because you can you can kind of make this into a number of different cocktails. It's fabulous. So you got that? One ounce of uh, Bailey's Irish Cream, one half ounce of Smirnoff green apple flavored vodka. You add that to a shaker full of ice. Give it a good shake. Get out your aggressions. <laughs> right? That's what you do. And then strain it into a chilled martini glass. If you want to be fancy, you can garnish it with a little slice of apple you know what I'm wow, saying? nice. Whoever you hand that to is going to love you. I mean. Absolutely. There's very little else that you can do for me that makes me happier than walking towards me <laughs> as you're handing me an, a, a martini like this. Right? So listen, one or two of those and you're going to just have a fabulous ladies night. Absolutely. Right? And that's the best part. They're quick. They're easy. They taste great. Exactly. Yes. They, they were both the uncomplicated. Night. Right? We, we, don't, we don't have any, you know, 14 ingredient cocktails on this show. Right. I can tell you right now. <laughs> Nobody's got time for that. <laughs> but we do need some nibbles. We need some nibbles, y'all. Mm. I'm going to tell you guys how to whip up a pear, brie, and caramelized onion cake. Oh, yeah. And we're going to drizzle a little balsamic glaze over the top of it. What you want to do is you're going to need about a half of a medium onion. You're going to peel it and slice it real thin, and you're going to caramelize it. You basically just caramelize it in a, in a pan on the stove at about medium-high heat. Uh, you can do just a tiny little drop of water in there. Uh, it doesn't need a lot of moisture, maybe a little bit of oil. Cook it, cook it, cook it until it gets soft and dark. The flavor intensifies. Just set it aside. You got that? Now, what you're going to do is you're going to take tortillas. You need six of them, right? You need six tortillas. And on three of them, you are going to lay some pear slices. I would suggest two pears for this recipe. You're going to peel it, core it, and slice them very thinly. So lay the pears on top of the first quesadilla. Got that? Then what you're going to do is you're going to drizzle some of your um, caramelized onions over the top of that. All right? And then you're going to need about two to four ounces of brie cheese. You just kind of either break it up into little, um, cube it up a little bit. You can try shredding it. It's a soft cheese, okay? You can shred it up a little bit. Drizzle the cheese over that. And then you're going to put the second tortilla on top, right? It goes onto a hot skillet. You're going to need to heat just a little bit of oil, right, in a pan over medium-high heat. Place the tortilla down on one side. You're going to heat it through on one side for about three minutes. Then flip it. And then heat it through on the second t- side. Probably take another two to three minutes until that beautiful brie on the inside gets all bubbly and golden. You know, it gets all melty and you've got those mm. onions. It's going to start to smell so good. Take it off, right? Let it cool for just maybe about a minute, not too long. And I like to use a pizza cutter. And I just cut it, yep. right? Cut it into fours. Nice and and then what you're going to do is you're going to drizzle a little balsamic glaze reduction over it. Now, this is the easiest thing in the world, guys. I keep some balsamic glaze reduction in my refrigerator because I'll drizzle, I'll drizzle it on chicken. I'll put it on pork. What you want is a half a cup of balsamic vinegar, two tablespoons of sugar, 
a teaspoon of salt, and a teaspoon of black pepper. All you do is heat the ingredients together, bring them to a slow boil, watch it carefully, reduce the heat a little bit, let it simmer, and let it thicken. It will thicken up in about five minutes. That is what you're going to drizzle over the top of your pear, brie, and caramelized onion quesadillas. Yummy. Yes. Now, wow. I would. I, remember I said six tortillas? You want to repeat that process two more times. And if you have a little appletini while you're doing it, well, ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with that. <laughs> so there you have that. So we've got our cocktails done. We have our first little appetizer. But, you know, we women like to eat a lot. <laughs> I'm going to give you a quick shortcut recipe. A lot of women like meatballs. I mean, because, you know, we do cocktail meatballs at Christmas time. Oh, yeah. A lot of us are familiar with the cranberry sauce or Absolutely. the grape jelly. You know, this one has a little bit of an autumn twist on it. So what you're going to use is you're going to need about 25 to 30 of your favorite cooked meatballs, whether you make them from scratch or whether you buy them already frozen. Hey, no judgment here. I've done it. Okay, that's what you need, about 25 to 30. We call these our Southern Sisters Autumn Meatballs. What you're going to do is you're going to make this amazing autumn glaze to go on the meatballs. So in a large saucepan, you're going to combine one cup of apricot preserves, two-thirds cups of, of uh, apples, apple cider, no, apple juice, two tablespoons of cider vinegar, two tablespoons of cornstarch. That's going to help it to thicken up. One teaspoon of salt, a half a teaspoon of ground ginger, and a little bit of garlic powder. I also like to put in just a little bit of cayenne. Now, how much is up to you? I like a little kick to it. You know what I'm saying? So I would say maybe a fourth of a teaspoon would be sufficient. If you want a little more, you can put a little bit more in there. You're going to cook all this over medium heat, stirring it constantly for two to three minutes or until it's nice and thickened. Then you're going to add your cooked meatballs to the sauce, stir it to kind of get it to coat, Simmer the whole thing for about five minutes, right? And then just kind of, I like to scoop them out and just kind of put them on a little platter, a little big serving bowl, serve them with cute little toothpicks, right? Yes. So those are the Southern Sisters Autumn Meatballs. Nice and easy. You need a little protein for all that, all the cocktails. Yes. Do you see what I'm saying? <laughs> Something to soak it up a little bit, right? <laughs> you know, there's just nothing better, I think, than women getting together. You know, light some candles. Make a party of it. Tell yeah. the boys they have to go someplace else. <laughs> it's all right. They're we can, not allowed. We, we can deal. We're big boys. We can handle it. They can go eat out. They can go to the Wendy's <laughs> drive-thru. <laughs> you don't have to take care of them every night. <laughs> now, another little dish that I love to pair with this recipe, and we're, we're not going to be able to cover it on this uh, on this show today, but I'm going to post it on the website, is our pumpkin hummus. Okay? So it's not like a pumpkin pie, right? This is more of a savory pumpkin hummus. Mm. You've still got your chickpeas, your garbanzo beans. You use a little tahini sauce, a little chili powder. Um, fabulous. I love to serve this Yummy. with maybe pita chips. So amazing. So that's what you need for yes. a happy night. You Sounds need your good. girlfriends. <laughs> you need some cocktails. And you need some appetizers. There you go. Ladies night, y'all. We're glad you're here with us on the Southern Sisters Radio Program. We're going to take a little break. And then we're going to be right back because we are talking about the ultimate Christmas countdown checklist. Don't go anywhere. Sunset Strip. Somebody's gonna make a happy trip tonight while the moon is bright. And welcome back to the Southern Sisters radio program. That is a Louis Armstrong Christmas song. You don't hear that one as often. No, you don't. 
This kind of makes me want to rock in my chair. They don't make music like that anymore, Nick. No, they do You know not. what I'm saying? Sad but true. This is really fabulous. Well, guys, are you starting to get stressed about Christmas? Mm. I hope not, because it's not even Thanksgiving. <laughs> you gotta, but it happens. It's not time to panic yet. <laughs> There's time for that later. <laughs> There's time for that later. You know, Real Simple Magazine came up with the ultimate Christmas countdown checklist. And the only reason we're talking about it now, which in my opinion is... You know, I don't even want to be thinking about Christmas quite yet. But according to them, our Christmas time will be less stressful if we do start thinking about it right now. Yeah. It's called advanced preparation. I'm not good at that. I'm really good at, you know, procrastination. I'm, I'm real good at rolling my eyes at it. <laughs> That's about what I do. But I will tell you that um, I did inform all my children that I want my Christmas list uh, whatever, you know, if they, their little Christmas request, whatever that may be, um, I want it by Thanksgiving. I don't, don't give me, I had one that gave me her list on December 21st last year. Yeah, wow, that's not going to fly. No. Mm-mm. My mom has actually said, hey, give me your list now. Really? Because I'm not going shopping after Thanksgiving. Oh. Which is smart because she just doesn't want to get out in I it. I don't blame her. So she said, if you want something, you better let me know mm-hmm. now. <laughs> that's, that's actually, your mom is a smart it's woman. I've always her. said that, right? <laughs> um, you know, if, if Amazon can't bring it, I don't know that I want it. That's a good point. Amazon needs to just put it on my front porch. Yes. That's how I want to do my my shopping this year but the ultimate christmas countdown so you can get organized which is the best way to ensure that you will have more holiday cheer and less holiday stress now so they've come up with a little little timeline here that's going to help you keep track of the big tasks all right so let's start (laughs) oh i could hardly say this let's start with what you should be doing three to six months before christmas Uh uh-oh it says before mid October. We've missed that. We've missed the deadline okay. on this already. Well, you know what? You can start now or start getting ready for next year. Okay, I'm starting to decide that this is a great list. And there's some great suggestions in here, but we might be actually poking fun at some of them, Nick. <laughs> That's okay. Okay. All right. So number one, <laughs> three to six months ahead of time, make a family plan. Are you heading it to your in-laws' house? Are you hosting everyone at yours? Okay. I'll, you know what? Now that I think of it, this is not a bad idea. Right. You do have to make basic decisions about you, you know, do. are we going there? Or are you coming here? Because that is a very big decision. Yes, and sometimes it's testy. It's yeah. hard. Yeah. Especially when you've got, you know, a household with, with two families, essentially. Right. It's like, well, do we go to your mom's house or right. do we go to my mom's house? Yeah. And how, doing? Yeah. And how about if, if either parent is, if they're divorced and remarried? So right. now it's not just mom and dad. It's. Right. You've got four. Four. Whole families. And yeah. It, yes. it gets interesting. It's insanity. <laughs> right. Also buying your plane tickets ahead of time. If you are traveling. Yes. You'll you get, get better a better deals. rate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So you want to do that ahead of time. Now, two months ahead of Christmas, which would be, we're still past that too, aren't we? It's okay. Close <laughs> enough. Right? This is what, okay. Right about now, folks, you want to start putting activities on your calendar. Okay. A lot of parents do this when they have their you know, children. They've got their children's recitals, Christmas recitals, things like that. You want to put those on the calendar. So as you find out when parties and school pageants are scheduled, go ahead and put them on a master calendar so everybody knows when they are. Because it doesn't go well if you forget something like that. You don't want to. Right. Also, start, I love this suggestion, start baking things that you can freeze. Right. That's a good idea. Right. My little harvest cookies that I was talking about earlier would, you know, put a little Christmas sprinkles on them and call it a day. Yeah. And freeze them. Good idea. freeze beautifully. Baked goods freeze beautifully. Wow. One less thing you have to think Mm -hmm. about. Right. They're also good frozen. That's true. If you want to pull one out of the freezer and you don't, right. you're too impatient to wait for it to thaw. Right. You can just eat it frozen. So just make an extra batch it's and you bad. put this one in the bottom of the freezer for Christmas and the other one on the top yeah. of the freezer for you know whenever you want it. Nick's got a plan. <laughs> Nick's got a plan. You also want to update your holiday card list if you do that, right? Okay. Do, do you have you ever gotten any of those holiday letters? Uh, no. I know I've gotten holiday cards. Have you ever gotten a holiday letter that was longer than one page? No. 
Who does that? Come on. I'm not saying. Does Jenny do that? No. Oh, my <laughs> word. No. I would not. I think brevity is the order of the day when right. it comes to holiday well, here's cards. Here's my question. Was mm-hmm. it a holiday letter sent to a mass of people and you just happened to be on the list? Yes. Or was it personalized specifically for you? No, it was mass. Mass. Yeah, see that? Mass. Mm. Two pages discussing everything from personal no. family matters to breakups to... It was... It was uh, no. 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 No, we don't do that. Okay. <laughs> how about this? About two months before, you want to shop for your cards and your wrapping paper. Yes. Get it in the house. Listen, don't do what I do and wait till the last minute to buy your Christmas wrapping paper. Then you only get Scooby-Doo paper. That happened to me. <laughs> it's not fun. No. It's so true. It wasn't even good Scooby-Doo paper. And the one thing I have learned, too, is try and buy, obviously, you want to have some seasonal something with, you know, the penguins or the snowmen or the yes. Santas, or right? But, right. but try and buy kind of festive, colorful, uh-huh. but not specifically for Christmas. Because you're always going to end up buying more paper than you're going to use, right? Ah, uh, so you're you saying a something that you could use for another occasion, a birthday, or something down the road, right? Okay, so solids would be nice, right? Like red, red, Red's would, yeah, fine for anything. You know what? Right? For Valentine's Day, you can put a white bow on it. There you go. Call it See? a day. Lots of good ideas. That's a great idea, Nick. Okay, how about this? Make plans for overnight guests. Now think about who will be showing up and spending the night at your house. Okay, do you need to replace some of the old sheets? Buy more towels. Now's the time to get it done. And I can attest to this because I have found I've got a guest bedroom in my house and I try so hard to keep it ready at all times so that so that if someone shows up last minute or, you know, you're not running around right. thinking, oh, I got to, you know, I got to get that all made up. <laughs> OK, six weeks before Christmas. Now I'm getting nervous. Is that where we are now about? Uh, we got, getting... I think we're about seven weeks till Christmas now. OK, but it's right around the corner, right around the corner. What you want to do now is make your master gift list. Mm. Who are you buying presents for? Right. You know what I'm saying? Now, you may not have every detail filled in, but at least make sure that you made a list of everybody that you know you need to buy for. That also ensures that there are no shocks to your budget. Correct. Right? And sorry if you're not on my list. <laughs> I think gift giving is overdone just a little bit. It is sometimes. You know, uh, towards, uh, you know, my mother's no longer with us, but in the last, I'd say maybe Eight, five, eight years of her life, we just we, we had a change of plans with how we did Christmas. We ended up drawing names. That I have heard a lot of families do that yeah. now. And that's a really good idea. Yes. I Especially mean, for the adults. I can understand maybe you got to get all the little ones something. Right. But, you know, 25 years old, I don't, I don't have to get no. a pair of socks from you. It's okay. And, and from everybody. Think right. of it. It ends up being like a, a gift orgy. It's too much. <laughs> that's so right? true. It's Absolutely. too much. Just one really nice gift. Is that a budget? Right. Make it. And, you that's know, the other thing, too, especially anymore, is, you yeah. know, you don't have like handmade gifts. No. and and things like that. You got to spend a decent dollar on good gifts on anymore. Good gifts. When yeah. you've got to buy something for all 40 something family members, That's... nobody's getting anything very nice. No, it's not. and then you end up with a bunch of junk that ends up going to Goodwill <laughs> right, by February 1st. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Or back to the store you <laughs> or bought back it to from. the store to get a credit. <laughs> Oh, make a budget. We talked about that. So set a ballpark figure. It's probably hard to be to the penny, but set a ballpark figure for how much you want to spend on gifts. And if you can start Christmas shopping now, right? Um, especially online, you know, that's, oh, that's yeah. easy to do. Especially know? online because then you know you're going to get it before Christmas time. Exactly. Because the closer you get, right. the longer those shipping times take. Yeah. You know, that second week of December. You better hope you're going to get it before Absolutely. Christmas. Absolutely, yeah. I'll start just throwing stuff into into the cart on Amazon. You know what I'm right. saying? And Absolutely. I won't I won't check out yet. But then I'll go back and I'll edit and delete and uh-huh. add to and just kind of I kind of kind of have my running money running uh, gift list in yes. there. But now here we are, guys. One month before this would be like directly after Thanksgiving. Okay, yeah. do start doing your online shopping. Okay, because there are some popular items that will 
probably run out Absolutely. by mid-December. Also, if you can do this, this is, takes a little bit of discipline, but it helps a lot, is to wrap the presents as you buy them. Bring it home, take it out, wrap it right there. That makes a huge difference. A huge difference. Right. Or if you have a kid around the house that you can pay to do it for you. Right. That's even better. See, nothing is more stressful for me than when it's that 23rd, the 24th, and you're going, oh, no. Yeah. Now we've got to go and get in the closet, get in the attic, get in the basement, wherever they all are, and now we've got to wrap everything. I can remember being up till 2 in the morning wrapping gifts on Christmas Eve just because I didn't plan accordingly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Take stock of your decorations. Okay, now get out your lights, your ornaments, your wreaths, things like that. See if anything is broken. Because you know what? You, you you wait until you're ready to start decorating. You pull out those lights and you find out half of them are out. out right. And guess what? You're not in the Christmas spirit anymore. <laughs> you might be doing, using some very non-Christmas-like words. You don't were want you to... around my house last Christmas, Jenny? <laughs> Just, were you out really? Was it? Yeah. Well, I've got, a, I've got a saying for that, but we won't say it on the air. Now, so we take stock of the decorations. How about this? Take stock of your dishes and glasses. If you're hosting a big dinner at your house, you know, kind of make, make sure you got enough of everything. Make sure you have what you need. Sometimes it's those last minute, you know, you feel like you have to run to the store at the last minute. Yeah. That's where you blow the budget. That's where you blow your, your, your schedule, your time frame, and you end up being stressed. If you're doing uh, Christmas cards, now's the time to address them, yep. right? Uh, three weeks before Christmas. Okay, if you're going to buy a live tree, this is about when you want to do it. Mm-hmm. You have your best chance of keeping it healthy and fresh and alive. Well, That's the big one. Yeah, through alive. Christmas if you buy it. <laughs> if you buy it, it, it's tricky. You buy your tree in the middle of December. It's it's tough to get those trees to last six weeks, even if you're keeping it watered. Mm-hmm. You know, Now's a good time to decorate. Now, those of you out there will say, I decorate before Thanksgiving. And that's fine mm-hmm. for you. I don't want to know you. I drive by your house no. and go, oh, God. <laughs> Just kidding. But <laughs> No, don't we always say that about people that are more organized than us? It's so true. We, we talk trash about them behind their back. They're just more organized. <laughs> we, you know, we're jealous. Look at them. They've already got the blow-up penguin in their front yard. And really what you're thinking is like, I'm just mad because I don't know where mine is. Oh, my word. Okay, so I do, I do know someone on my side of town who is already fully decorated for Christmas, the outside of the house. Oh, wow. Lights. Blow ups. I've got that one whole in the front yards. of my neighborhood, same way. Yep. <laughs> yep. It's done. <laughs> what do you have to look forward to now? Right? No last minute panic? I don't know if I look forward to that ever. So <laughs> maybe they're onto something, Jenny. <laughs> it could be. You want to finalize your menu, okay? And if you need to order a turkey or a ham, now's the time to mm-hmm. do it. Two weeks before Christmas. Oh, we're getting we're counting down now, guys. Make sure your out of town presents are mailed. If they've got to be somewhere, go ahead and do them yep. now. Don't count on the postal service or UPS to guarantee delivery. Um, sh- start shopping for your non-perishable items, things that you're going to need for Christmas. One week before, it's time to clean the house. Right? Deep clean the house. Deep clean the house. How about this? Buy batteries for the children's toys. Have you ever had that horrible moment on Christmas morning when you, you give a gift and you don't have a battery? Absolutely. Yeah. There, then By some, the way. Then you got some tears. Go buy a lot of cheap batteries. Yeah. Because especially if especially yeah. if you have the family coming over right. and they're going to be having these toys yes. and you want them to play with them and then leave with them, uh, don't go spend 40 bucks on a big thing of batteries. That's a very go good Go buy point. a big thing of the inexpensive store brand batteries. Store brand batteries. And buy, you know, a nice little 16-pack yeah. of Duracells or Energizer or whatever your preference yeah. is for yeah. you and your family. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> so you keep the good stuff. Right. It's like Absolutely. giving guests the cheap wine. Right. The, the guests get the Dollar General oh, batteries and the no, store brand wine. <laughs> <laughs> Three days before, do you know what, and I do this, go ahead and set the table. Now, for those of you that like to make a pretty table, you believe me, it's so much easier if you do it two or three days before Mm -hmm. and then just have it set. You know what I'm saying? It may mean you have to eat off of TV trays for the next couple of days, but it's worth it not to be running around on the day of Christmas trying to make the table all pretty. Two days before you start cooking, you buy fresh flowers if you need them for your table. 
the day before, right? Recharge the batteries in your camera or your video cam, right? You, you want that, right? Finish any last-minute wrapping that you didn't get done. Uh, finish up your cooking. I love to cook things ahead and freeze them. Yes. I do that. I absolutely. do that at Thanksgiving as it well. It helps a lot. It helps a while. And last but not least, sit back and relax. Because you think you can? you took care of it already. You took care of it all. Good on you. You did. And then leave it to everybody else to clean up. And I will say, for the charging aspect, get one of those little power banks. Because I know a lot of us like to use our, our phones for everything now. Yeah. Get one of those little portable power bank thingies, and you can leave it plugged in and charging while you're doing video and camera. I and it love keeps it alive. that idea. Because believe it or not, you use it for Christmas, and that yeah. thing will be dead really fast. Really? Absolutely. Yeah. And there's nothing worse than having a picture-perfect Christmas moment, and you got a dead battery yep. in your camera. Or your, yeah. That's terrible. Guys, that's it. We're going to keep you sane and calm and cool and collected for Christmas. It's not too early to be thinking about it. We're going to be right back in just a few minutes with some great ideas on ways to honor our veterans. We'll be right back. Southern Sisters radio program. Ah, this this song just makes me feel very patriotic. Yes. You hear this in parades, mm-hmm. right? This is Stars and Stripes Forever. I think this is the uh, Sousa. Yes, John Philip Sousa. John Philip Sousa's uh, version, which is fabulous. Guys, you know, it, it we had, you know, Veterans Day this week, mm-hmm. right? So it was just, you know, I've been thinking my heart's really been kind of heavy lately because I know there's been a lot of uh, a lot in the news about just our veterans and, and how... Um, maybe they're not always treated the way they should be yeah. in this day and age. Very and so if you are looking, if you feel about our veterans the way that, that I do and that I know Nick does as well, um, you may ask yourself, you know, what can I do for a veteran? You know, because sometimes people don't do things because they don't know what to do. Very true. Right? Very true. So we have a little list of some things, ways that you can honor our veterans. Uh, you know, these are good practical steps, things you could put into practice. Um, certainly something that you could consider doing the next time you happen to see a veteran or if you have a veteran in your family. You know, just ways to honor them. Yeah. The first place, I w- what I would suggest doing, and I actually um, had a friend that, that, that made this mix-up one time. Don't confuse Veterans Day with Memorial Day. Right. Okay, so people, some people do that. So they're both important national holiday, holidays that commemorate our military, but they honor different things. Veterans Day pays respect to all those men and women who have served, all of them. Memorial Day reveres those who gave their lives in service. Yes. So you see the difference there. Another way to do it is to attend a parade or an event honoring veterans. And it's not just the 4th of July parades. It's, there's a lot of opportunities um, to attend functions that honor veterans. Absolutely. Reach out to your local American Legion post. They always have Abs- stuff going on. Excellent idea. And always, always, always stand up and applaud when your local veterans march by yes. if you're at an event. So you can find a Veterans Day parade near you at military.com. How about that? Awesome. Yes. Fly the flag. Now, I don't know about you guys, but the American flag flies in front of my house 365 days a year. Yep. Uh, my, yeah, that absolutely important. The, I think the only time I've taken it down was when we had the hurricane come through recently. Yeah. I was like, nope, don't want it to fly away. No. So I took it down. You but took it down. That, That's a good reason. On the front porch. <laughs> yeah. So fly the flag. Now, of course, you can and should display the flag any day of the year, but it's especially moving to fly old glory on observances such as Independence Day 
and Veterans Day, okay? And there are some steps. You can, you can read online about some steps how to properly display a flag, right? Volunteer, all right? So even if you only have a few hours to give, many organizations will welcome your help. You can lay holiday wreaths at national cemeteries, right? You can go to Wreaths Across America, Go to that website. Yes, great program. They will tell you where you can volunteer, which cemeteries need assistance, because that's a lot of wreaths yes, that they is. lay out. It really is. You can run errands or do yard work for a veteran in your community, right? The VA can help you there. Yes. The local VA, uh, the local uh, Veterans of Foreign War. Also, yes. the VF, right? They can they can help you and let you know where, um, you know where your help could be most used. Yes. You can also volunteer at a VA hospital. They are always looking for volunteers. So there's another suggestion right there. Hire veterans, okay? Mm -hmm. So if you own a business, consider hiring veterans. You can go to Hire Heroes USA, right? That's hire as an H-I-R-E, Heroes USA. Or if you own a store, offer discounts to veterans year-round. You know, I don't know about you, but when I see a store that offers a discount to veterans... Um, it makes me want to go to that store. I was somewhere recently yeah. at a drive-through, and they had a sign. And where was I? I have to look because I would love to give a shout out to them. And um, and they had a sign that said um, that they give discounts really? to veterans. That's that awesome. Is, isn't that amazing. That is really cool. I love that. So anyway, so consider hiring veterans or at least offering veteran discounts. Have you heard of the red poppies? Yes. Okay. First created by the American Legion Auxiliary at the end of World War One, red crepe paper poppies are made by veterans to raise funds that benefit disabled and hospitalized veterans. They're sold around Memorial Day and Veterans Day, or you can purchase them at allaforveterans.org. That's A-L-A for veterans.org. And hand them out yourself. I love nice. that idea. Right? Also, try talking to your kids. This is a good one for you, Nick. You've got mm -hmm. those three wonderful kids. You can show your kids family photos and military memorabilia, such as old uniforms, medals, or a folded flag from a military funeral. Explain the significance of these items and what being a veteran means. Right. And then we have a lot of great little um, museums yeah. here in Georgia, in the Atlanta area, and all across the South. We There's do. a wonderful... You know, even World War II, any kind of military museum. Take them to that. Walk yeah. them through it. Let them take a, a tour and, and talk to them about it there, too. It really helps a lot. Right. we gotta, we got to remember history and learn from it. Absolutely. Right? Or it will be forgotten. Absolutely. How about this? Donate. Okay? So right. find a veterans organization where you can give. You can go to va.gov. And find a list of veterans organizations. Nice. You know, I always think it's nice to even, you know, to donate to the local ones, maybe the ones that are in your, you know, in your community. Right. Absolutely. You know, I think that's important. I really do. Um, also, support those that'll, that are still serving. Right. Yes. So, but you can, you know, I did this back during, was it um, Operation Desert, was Desert Storm? Mm-hmm. Or what was the Desert Shield? Right. The that first was the one first was Desert one. Shield. Um, and I did this. I sent care packages and yes. I got I got letter I got thank you notes back from some servicemen that had received some of the care packages That's that wonderful. I received. It was so, so wonderful. But you can send a note or a care package to active duty members of our military. You can find out how to do this by going to anysoldier.com, right? You can also send your old cell phone to be recycled into calling cards for deployed military members at Cell Phones for Soldiers. Check that out. Awesome. Cellphonesforsoldiers.com. Or guess this is even easier. You can send a message of support to those in uniform 
through the USO's Be the Force Behind the Forces. I love that. Be the Force Behind the Forces. Awesome. You can go there and, and uh, send a message of support. That's you don't, great. And, you know, you really don't know um, what kind of a difference that might make right. in a soldier's life. You know where he is on that particular day. Mm-hmm. I do. I do really believe that sometimes just the right messages come at just the right time. Yes. Have you ever had anybody? I, I got a text message from a friend once, and it came at the perfect moment. And I remember thinking, "How did she know? She didn't. <laughs> you know, she didn't." But uh, I think that's a God thing. Also, and you were talking about this uh, during the break, also, Nick. Just say thank you for your service. Okay, that's that's a simple thing to it do. Means a lot. Yeah, I, I do see military personnel sometimes when I'm in and around, uh, like in, in Atlanta. We have a number of different places here, uh, Dobbins Air Force Base. We've got some other other places around where you can, uh, you will occasionally run into, and certainly certain towns where there are military bases, they're everywhere. Mm-hmm. Oh, you yeah. Know? But the airport, I know, I see a lot of oh, them. Oh, absolutely. You know, because a lot of them will, depending on where they're going, um, they'll be flying, com- they'll fly commercial. Right. Right. And I love that. I love it when I see people just approach them, and, and I think it means the world to them. Oh, it does. It you know, absolutely does. It really you know, does. All of these folks have signed up and they did it for a job and, you know, they did it for the experience and whatnot. But right. every single person that signs up knows the kind of risks that they're taking. Right. And the potential threat to their own personal well-being. Right. And I don't mean this negatively. A lot of them don't care. A lot mm-hmm. of them are, are, are totally OK with putting themselves on the line because they're signing mm-hmm. up for something they believe in. And knowing that we appreciate them doing that. Right. Helps give them that extra drive. Helps kind of confirm their belief right. that they're doing something good for other people. Right. So it's always nice. Yeah, it's just that, that, that human connection, right. I think, right? Because otherwise they're, they're otherwise we're moved for it. And just to just to kind of affirm them in that way. Mm-hmm. I know that my father spent um, three years in Vietnam. So he, wow. he went there on three separate one-year tours. Wow. I mean, I was a little girl. You know, I didn't fully understand. Mm-hmm. I knew he was gone. Certainly knew that he yeah. was gone. And, you know, with a lot of veterans, um, they may or may not necessarily want to talk about it. Right. Um, he never really did. Um, but I do remember that sometimes, I, I remember that if there was ever a loud noise, he would sometimes startle. You yes. know, from that, and, and I'm, I'm sure that was an effect of what he had been oh, through. Sure. Um, but I know that um, we don't have to get into details with folks, but just a, you know, a pat on the back. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate what you're doing. Yep. Just that little bit of human confirmation, just, affirmation. Yep, just a thank you. And also, if you know them well enough, if you ever want to talk. I'm here to right. listen. Oh, even better. Makes a big difference. It is great. Guys, we are so happy that you joined us this week on the Southern Sisters radio program. We have just had a great time with you. Uh, go and check us out on Facebook, Southern Sisters with Jenny Earhart. And we'll see you next week.